0: Opinion that instead of letting books grow moldy behind an iron grating, far from the vulgar gaze, it is better to let them wear out by being read. <laughs>
1: This is the We Read Books Podcast. Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) We are a show where we read books and then we come together and talk about them because it's fun. It is fun. It's the most fun.
0: And it's really fun because we both like books. Try having a book conversation with someone who doesn't care what you're talking
1: about. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, (laughs) It's something I've never ever been able to grasp Mm -hmm. intellectually how someone it just doesn't read yeah I just don't really like to read um what do you do then
0: (laughs) they watch stuff yeah yeah or maybe they're maybe they like to listen to stuff yeah like music
1: (laughs) yeah yeah
0: but I've read or not read I've read people I've (laughs) I've met people that have said things to me like, yeah, I don't really like music.
1: That one is, I I think not liking music might be more confusing than not liking books.
0: And I feel like maybe it's not so much that, and and this is just me guessing, because I I think I didn't ask any follow-up questions. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm very non-confrontational, so I was like, oh, well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I should have asked questions.
1: (laughs) What is psychoanalyze it, you know. right
0: My mind just went like a million things at once, and so my mouth just went, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's like maybe they enjoy music passively, but they just don't have bands that they're like chasing after, looking mm-hmm. up the lyrics like really super into, yeah that that's how my brain job I was like, you like music, you just don't like music yeah you know, like a psycho about certain types of music or yeah. bands but everybody likes music right
1: yeah I get I don't know that I've ever met anyone who ac- who actually said yeah I don't really I'm not really into music yeah
0: and same with people who are like oh I don't really like books you just like Joanne Rowling says you just haven't found the right book
1: yeah, that's or, what I always—I literally anyone who tells me like I don't like to read, I just don't enjoy it, I always fall asleep. I'm like, yeah, you're not picking the right books for yourself,
0: or the right time of day,
1: or yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: If you're feeling warm and cozy,
1: maybe it's not maybe
0: you need to grab a thriller. Don't grab Lord of the Rings. that's, like you know, soothing and descriptive yeah. because that will lull you. If
1: Lord of the Rings does read like a hug.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That needs to be on a sweatshirt.
1: <laughs> we called it. If yeah. If we see this on Etsy in like a month, well, there's nothing we can do, but right. we're mad. Yeah. And thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. It's to steal but our but ideas. But we're still mad. <laughs> we'll get over it, but we're pissed. Right. Send us a free one. Right. Yes. That's how you can make <laughs> it up to us. <laughs> but yeah,
0: so if, if people don't like reading it, should, you do... You just don't know it yet. Exactly. (laughs) Or you like books because you've watched a movie. It's your favorite movie. Guess what? It's probably based on a book. Yeah. And you'd probably like the book better. Let me tell you.
1: For real. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I'm almost as confused by that as people who only read nonfiction. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I just, (laughs) I find nonfiction super boring. Some people really enjoy facts. Yeah. And events,
0: my brain could never comprehend dates mm-hmm. and such. So history was a struggle for me. Yeah. Because it wasn't just the event. You had to know when it happened, who was there. Yeah. Lots <laughs> <laughs> well, of pertinent information, you right. know, set yeah. into a story mode and you might have me. But if you're just throwing, it happened here, this many people lived, this many people. T-.
1: What year yeah. was it? Oh. I don't know, <laughs> yeah, there's some nonfiction that I would find interesting, like a biography of uh, maybe more of an autobiography. yeah, someone that's writing their own story. Biographies written by other people mm-hmm. eh, whatever, but like Tom Felton's book, which I have not read, but I would really like I to really like to. Maybe that could be our first nonfiction. Ooh, that would be, yes. Super fun. Voted um, yes. The motion has passed. <laughs> the uh, you like, Dave Grohl. I was going to say, you
0: liked the Dave Grohl one, didn't you?
1: I loved, yeah. And Dave Grohl's like one of the coolest dudes on earth. Yeah. like
0: <laughs> This man's so humble. He's like, I'm not that good of a drummer. Excuse me. Stop.
1: Yeah. Dave. <laughs> he's... So like literally the coolest person if you watch any there are a ton of like youtube interviews Mm -hmm. Uh, he's just eternally cool yeah and just super like down to earth and fun and he talks about like uh the first time he was in the car with his kids and like a nirvana song came on Mm -hmm. and how like weird it was Mm -hmm. it's just i don't know see i think an autobiography yeah it's like it's
0: I mean, it's a real person, but it's like that's kind of the thing. I know you don't always love uh, first-person books, right? F- uh, fiction books, but I mm-hmm. mean, you can almost read it like it's that, like you're yeah. getting the internal emotional thoughts right. of the character, quote unquote, right. which is that real person. So exactly. it kind of draws you in a little bit, you yeah. know. So
1: and there is an art to writing your own story even, because Mm -hmm. you still, there still has to be structure. There still has to be like a compelling narrative structure, linear, whatever. So even though it's your story, you can't just be like, this is when I was born. Right. Right. Like. It would be boring.
0: It would be. We'll have to, we'll have to also pick a nonfiction that's about something as well Mm. down the road. What? Maybe we could find a shorter one. Yeah.
1: (laughs) To start with. Yeah, we'll take recommendations. Any of our nonfiction loving listeners, I can't imagine that you would be listening to this show. True, because are <laughs> that... very fantasy heavy. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> which is the farthest from normal nonfiction you can right, get.
1: <laughs> right, it's not even attempting to mimic current life. So zero percent. Yeah. I I think probably that is a thing. Like people who really love fantasy, especially mm-hmm. like high high fantasy, mm-hmm. they're they're the ones who just cannot with the nonfiction. They're like, listen, I'm trying to leave reality. Right. I'm not trying to get deeper in it. <laughs> I experience it enough in my day to day. Right. It's like so. this world is bleak. I don't
0: I don't need more of
1: it. Right. And getting bleaker. Right. Maybe there's some
0: nonfiction's out there that are full of hope, even still.
1: I hope so. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. There are definitely nonfiction stories out there that are like about really like great things. Yeah, we're not dogging on
0: you. We're just Confused. not trying you. <laughs> yeah,
1: there. I think a lot of people who read nonfiction are probably reading like motivational books. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not like self help in the general yeah. sense, but. There's a YouTuber that I've followed for a number of years. Her name's Taylor Wynn. She Mm -hmm. travels. She was originally a beauty YouTuber doing makeup and stuff. Oh, yeah. I think you've told me about her. Uh, I have her candle. This is her candle. Nice. But she, for the longest time, exclusively read nonfiction, Mm -hmm. motivational stuff, like being financially savvy, blah, blah, blah. Maybe the real smart people are reading nonfiction. I mean, they probably are. (laughs) But she recently got into fiction. Mm -hmm. Specifically, I think she read... I don't know if she read ACOTAR. I know she read Fourth Wing. So what you're saying is she cannonballed... She cannonballed into the deep Into
0: the deep end.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So she... I know she read Fourth Wing and Iron Flame. Mm Mm-hmm. Which... I'm really intrigued to read, but I am super terrified because a word it won't live up to the hype. I'm a hundred percent sure that it is way overhyped before we go any further. That is mad <laughs> <laughs> and that's what bringing us around to <laughs> what we usually do. But, but sometimes uh, we do forget, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. You know, know we Whatever. get carried away. We
0: can't even do the social channels later. I just wanted to pause. Yeah. Because we didn't tell you. But please continue. So Iron Wing.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Cautiously concerned that it's <gasps> <Yeah>. overhyped.
1: <laughs> I have been... This is what I... I. This is what I know for sure. There are dragons, which immediately you have my attention. Yes. I love dragons. Wyverns, dragons. So that's interesting. But I have heard that the prose is, there are two camps here. Some people are like the prose is terrible and she uses like a lot of modern lingo and slang, Mm -hmm. but this is not a modern world Mm -hmm. because you have books like Crescent City, which is like the world that they're in is not earth. It's called Midgard, Mm -hmm. but they have a high tech society. Yeah. So they have phones or cars, cameras. So, and, but they still, you, there's not slang happening really. Yeah. Like, they talk like we normally talk. Mm-hmm. It's not heavy. Doth blood at all. <laughs> <laughs> right. So when you have like a modern word creep up in something like Crescent City, it's not jarring because they're also texting. Right. 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 So your brain is like, okay, this, com- this is fine. Yeah. But I, heard that fourth wing is not a high-tech society it's more like medieval like Mm -hmm. we're thinking like akatar throne of glass kind of society Mm -hmm. but they're using current lingo and that immediately makes me really not want to read it at all Mm. because i just know that i'm gonna hate it yeah but then there are the people who really love them, and they're like, well, she did that on purpose. Okay, but why, though? Are we trying to subvert genre norms? Because that's that's kind of a bad way to do that, to, yeah. to fuck up your prose. Yeah. The foundation of what you're writing? Yeah. I'm going to make a stand by writing bad prose. <laughs> what? So, I don't know. Maybe I'm, she wanted
0: to make a new kind.
1: Maybe. So I'm going to have to get the physical copy. I already know because since it's the, the con that's not the only controversy. Mm-hmm. There are some others. But uh, the main like issue that I, because I'm trying not to spoil it for myself yeah. if I do read it. Yeah. But I know that since the prose is in question, I'm going to mm-hmm. have to read the physical book and not listen to it. Mm, yeah. So that you can really
0: mull Under, it over. Yeah. yeah.
1: Really get in there. Yeah. And so, not go by
0: the tone of the reader.
1: Right. So we'll see if I <sighs> take the plunge. I don't know. I'm scared.
0: We can do it together. We can do it for the pod okay. if you want. We, If
1: Listeners? you don't want to do it alone. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like it might be easier for me if you were also reading with me.
0: I will do this with you.
1: Because I would just be floundering out here by myself just hating it, I'm sure. I feel like I need someone to talk to about this. So many people love it. Yeah. Because <laughs> at least with Akitar, I can understand why people love it, yeah. even though I I don't hate it. I It's enjoyable to read, but right. I don't love it. Right. But I understand why people do. Yeah. I just feel like I'm not going to understand. You're scared of it. I'm so scared. <laughs> I get it. And it sucks because it's a dragon's. Yeah. Damn it.
0: I, especially after... The last book we read, I understand that fear of, like, being super hyped for something and then being oh. let down. So, yeah. I get it.
1: I get it. So, anyway. <laughs> this week, well, this episode, this week, whatever, I don't know.
0: This day you are listening.
1: <laughs> On this day, 20th December, 2023. That's the date, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. <laughs> this is going to be our year in review. Yep. This is our wrap up. We're gonna talk some Christmas, yeah, yeah. Because Christmas festivities start in four days. They are nigh. They are. We are on the cusp, mm-hmm. and we're on the cusp of Caleb's birthday. Whitney's is yes. betrothed, <laughs> my darling dear. <laughs> Moon and stars. <laughs> uh, his birthday is also nigh. Yes, on the. It's it's in two days. Two days. He's going to be 21. Yep.
0: <laughs> Robbing that Plus, cradle. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. He, he's older than me. Yeah. By like a year and some months. Okay.
1: I always forget how much older than me he is. It's like four years. He He's an 86 baby. Yeah. Four years. I'm an 88 baby. So much closer. <laughs> I'm a 90 baby. I'm the bridge between. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what's funny is Juri is six years older than me. I was way too young to be hanging out with these people when whenever we first met.
0: You're, But you're a mature soul, so.
1: Yeah. I was 18. 17. Yeah. That's
0: In fine. some worlds, that's of age or whatever.
1: In Twilight, it's of age.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew
1: you were going to bring that up. I'm nothing if not consistent, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, we'll talk about that later. We will. We we'll, can we'll talk That's, about it please. Later. Uh, It's. I mean, it's kind of book news anyway. It
0: is. It loosely. is book news. So we will definitely get into that.
1: Our social channels. Before we get into Christmas, our twenty-three wrap up. Our looking forward to twenty-four. Mm-hmm. Uh, our social channels: Instagram and TikTok at We Read Books Pod. And our email, we read books pod two three at gmail.com. Yep. So. That's us. You can find us all three locations day and night.
0: But we're not going to answer you during sleeping hours.
1: No, I, I need my rest. If
0: it's emergent, we are not <laughs> the one to call. Please don't. But we'll get it when we wake up.
1: <laughs> yeah. In which case, probably. The, the moment has passed. Right.
0: <laughs> and before we go any further, I do want to make a correction on our Shining episode. I believe this was my fault. I called him Lloyd Grady because in my brain, while reading the book, Lloyd, the bartender, and Grady were the same person. No. <laughs> Lloyd is one character and then Grady, his first name's Delbert. So, that's my bad. But also we've talked to Lloyd a lot and then yeah. we just sort of like skip over to Grady for a hot second so quickly that my brain just made them one person. So, yeah. My bad, but also I don't it doesn't change my review at all.
1: No. No, it doesn't.
0: And those two characters pretty much had the same goals, so Yeah,
1: essentially. I mean,
0: Perhaps Lloyd was more of a personification of the hotel, and yeah. then Grady was just a trapped soul, but still,
1: yeah.
0: they both led Jack to the same yeah. means, so, were, or to, to the same end, so.
1: Yeah, they were both under the control of the hotel. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, they were the hotel, essentially. So.
0: But just in case someone was screaming the entire time, <laughs> we kept... Ca- <laughs> Carrying on. Yeah, going back and forth calling said character Lloyd or Grady or Lloyd Grady. <laughs> <laughs> I realized my
1: mistake and I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Twenty lashes. Right. Do we want to do Christmas first? Yeah, let's talk. Christmas, Christmas. tradition. Yes. I know you had asked if there are any like books that I usually read around Christmas mm-hmm. and no. I know like the obvious answer would be A Christmas Carol by mm-hmm. Charles Dickens, but there aren't really any that I always read. Yeah. And I I didn't have any either, but I did pick
0: up A Christmas Carol a couple weeks ago, so I'm very excited.
1: Have you read any Charles Dickens?
0: I have not. Ooh. But now I have two. two.
1: I love Charles Dickens.
0: And um, this one is sh- sh- small. It's yeah. a shorty. Yeah, Christmas so,
1: Carol's more of like novella.
0: So I can, uh, I, can I think I can, I mean, I, that one would be a good introduction if I don't start with Oliver Twist. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so <laughs> I have two Charles Dickens books now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think, I don't know if I'll read it every year because I also enjoy watching multiple versions of A Christmas <laughs> Carol. Yeah. But um yeah, I I'm I'm excited to read the book. I'm I'm sure the adaptations are pretty close, but yeah. just to read it directly from Charles himself, it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be cool.
1: Charles Dickens is it's just it's such a vibe to read. Mm-hmm. Like it's very s- similar to reading Tolkien in that it almost and uh whenever we read Dorian Gray, Mm -hmm. a lot of, I mean, Oliver Twist, there's a ton of shit happening, but a lot of the, like, awesomeness about the book is really the way that it's written Mm -hmm. and, like, the language. Yeah. Which is really the case for Dorian Gray. It's just, the way he wrote is just so lovely to read. Yeah. So, I love Charles, I have a Charles Dickens tattoo, so. Yeah. (laughs) And it's all over twist. Amazing. It's it's my fave, Charles Dickens. I don't.
0: I don't think I have any. Well, other than Harry Potter, I don't think I have. Well, I do. I have a Lord of the Rings. So I have a Lord of the Rings and a Harry Potter tattoo. But other than that, I don't think I have any book tattoos. I'm gonna have to change that.
1: Yeah. I the Dodger is the only one that I have. Well, aside from my Harry Potter tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but Dodger is also a Gilmore Girls tattoo. Oh yeah. Nice. So it's like, double, it's, it's doing double doubled. Duty. So if someone, if I ever meet someone and they see it mm-hmm. and they know both references, we're the same. You're like,
0: did I just make a new adult friend?
1: <laughs> we're going to be, we're going to be besties. Right. right. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's like a constant quiz. Right. You're always being tested. Right. And then, But 99% of people, because it's on my forearm, so right. it's visible almost always, 90% of people see it and they're like, Dodger, are you a baseball fan? No,
0: I was going to say, please don't tell me that people think it's baseball. Yeah, <laughs> and,
1: then, and I'm like, you mean the Dodgers? You think it, it doesn't have an S?
0: No regurts. Yes, I messed that up.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not a Dodgers fan. Right. Why would I just get Dodger in script? Cause you're diehard. And I'm like, no, it's a Charles Dickens reference. <laughs> and they're like, I don't get it. And they've angered you. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know you don't get it. He was a pickpocket, the Artful right. Dodger. And they're like, oh, a criminal. Yeah. It's better than a baseball team. Say something again and I will come at you. <laughs> I may not be armed, but I am dangerous. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Diss it again. I dare you. <laughs> People are so funny. It is funny. But it is a deep cut. Like, of yeah. course, people are not going right. to always get it.
0: Though so it's funny because there was there was one time we were out and I, I noticed something. It was a, a fandom that I really enjoy that a guy, I think it was a shirt he was wearing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I absolutely love your shirt. And instead of going, oh, thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. He goes, do you know what it's from? Excuse me? Yes, I know what it's from. And then I was like, "Yeah, I have a tattoo for it." But you want to you want to come at me? I complimented you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Never mind, I take it back." I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, I think so. It's you, like, know, like, you know, it's like you don't want <laughs> you don't want to be pretentious about those things. It's like if someone says they like your thing, just say,
1: "Yeah, hey, thanks." Yeah.
0: Unless they're accusing you of being a baseball fan. That's when you get mad.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to draw a line in this hand somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, I never expect anyone to know what Dodger means. Yeah. So I'm not going to, like, be a dick to you if you, like, but if you, like, oh, are you a Dodgers fan? Like, first of Mm -hmm. all, there's no S. Yeah. No.
0: And there's a difference between going, oh, oh, what's Dodger? And, oh, what's that? mean?
1: It... Yeah. I always get that for my Harry Potter tattoo too. Because yeah. I have, I must not tell lies on my foot mm-hmm. because Order of the Phoenix is my favorite book of the series. or you didn't alert. want to commit
0: to doing that on the top of your hand. Yeah. I was
1: not ready to commit my <laughs> hand, but like I, when I worked at the court, I was wearing like ballet flats so you could see it. And one of the older women who worked there, she was like, what does your foot say? Cause it it's like a screen grab from the film. Right. So it looks like a brand. Yeah. And I said, "Oh, it says I must not tell lies." And she's like, "Is that a problem for you?" Oh my god. And I was like, "No, it's from Harry Potter." And she was like, "Oh." Like that was somehow worse than oh. being like a pathological liar. <laughs>
0: I thought you had a truth telling problem, but now I found out you're a Harry Potter fan. Ugh.
1: Yeah. Disgusting.
0: Like, Here we go. <laughs> that's amazing. It
1: was the it was a very weird interaction. I was just like, well um, I don't know how you want me to respond yeah. now.
0: Human interaction is hard and that's why <laughs> books are so great. <laughs> yeah. You observe them instead of have them.
1: <laughs> exactly. I can be a constant bystander. Yes.
0: <laughs> and while I still yell as if the characters are right in front of me, yes, I will.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, it, you know, I understand they can't hear me. Don't worry. Yeah, we're not talking to inanimate objects in a serious way.
0: No. <laughs> or attributing their
1: responses in our minds awkward pause yeah (laughs) grady hendrix we're talking to you (laughs) directly (laughs) i don't know how we got
0: so far off topic yet again but i think we were supposed to be talking about christmas
1: Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) um since neither one of us have Regular Christmas books we read. Right. We both do have hefty Christmas film lists. Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. The absolutes
0: for our household are Scrooged, which Mm -hmm. is based on A Christmas Carol, A Muppet Christmas Carol, which I dare say is the best interpretation. Come at me. I will fight you over this. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Michael Caine... He treated. He even said he treated the Muppets as if they were other actors, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so spectacular. Then we have Home Alone one and two
1: mm-hmm. only. Yeah,
0: third beyond no, thank you. Yeah, I say, no, no. Uh, and then I started one year. I woke up early on Christmas Day. <laughs> I was sick. I was like, let's watch Gremlins. That is a Christmas movie. Okay, set a Christmas. Mogwai is the Christmas present. Mhm. I fell immediately asleep like halfway through the movie after we opened our presents, but since then, <laughs> it's our Christmas day movie. So. That's awesome. Those Oh, and uh, Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. That one's one of the musts. Now there's yeah. other favorites and ones we really like to watch, but those are like the it doesn't feel like Christmas or my husband will be very sad if yeah. we don't watch at least those. Yeah. So
1: we have a lot of those on our list as well. We always, our very first Christmas movie of the season, always, is Christmas with the Cranks. Nice. I love Jamie Lee Curtis, so I'll probably watch anything she's in and I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So that's our first, kicking off the season always is Christmas with the Cranks. Uh, We always watch Home Alone 1 and 2 only. Mm -hmm. Christmas Eve, we always watch Christmas Vacation. Intermittently, like those are the four must-watch, no questions asked. But we also watch, usually, Four Christmases, with Vince Vaughn, mm-hmm. the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Yes, that's one that we we watch too. Uh, what uh, the Christmas Chronicles? That one's newer. It's fun. It's but super it's, fun. It's fun. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. <laughs> He is so good as Santa, so good. Yeah, he. That de- you said this the other day. He is the hottest Santa for sure. Hottest Santa.
0: I made the mistake of <laughs> saying that like in front of my boss, who's <laughs> a middle-aged man. And he was just like, "Excuse me," and I was like, "Don't I? You have a thing for Santa? No, that's not. I have a thing for uh, Kurt Russell. You're right. I was going to say you're. <laughs> now I feel weird, and I can't even back myself out of this corner. <laughs> yeah now I will say David Harbour is a close second with his his uh action Christmas movie that came out was it last year Violent Night
1: mm, we have not seen that one but he's
0: a, he's a handsome Santa too Yeah. But Kurt Russell I know I know he's Kurt Russell
1: he's Kurt Russell so he, he does a good Santa it. he it's does a, it's a really cute movie um we always watch Elf Elf is a really good one uh Let's see. There's a couple more. Harold and Kumar Christmas is, like, on the, like, nights in early December, Mm -hmm. just, like, weeknight after work. Yeah. We'll usually do, like, the Harold and Kumar Christmas, uh, Bad Santa, Office Christmas Party, like, the stupid ones (laughs) that are just funny. (laughs) We'll do uh, Krampus as a
0: a transitional one as well, like, from the spooky (laughs) into the christmas yeah. season so Krampus is a good one too yeah and it's got some good humor in it so i like that one a lot
1: yeah and we always watch like i think you can get i know hulu does it where they have like a category where you can just watch the christmas episodes of certain shows yeah that's cool so that they do that we do i don't know if the office is on there though uh, but f- we do like to watch the office Christmas episodes. Yeah.
0: My favorite one is probably the bell one. Yeah. <laughs> I know that I had to have a couple things cut out and that's fine. Cause you know. there are just certain things that, yeah, you should not do. Right. But I'm glad that they didn't cancel the entire episode. Cause it's actually very sweet. Yeah. Between Jim and Dwight. And I,
1: yeah, I like
0: that one a lot.
1: Yeah. I like that one a lot too. I also like whenever they do the, um, when Phyllis plans the Christmas party. Yes. And the the Moroccan Christmas. The, remor- the Moroccan Christmas. I
0: like the one where Phyllis is Santa. Me too. Though, uh, Michael.
1: Michael Scott.
0: I love when Kelly won holiday, whatever it is. She's like, can we just have a party without making it all about your issues? <laughs> I'm like, finally, <laughs> yes, someone said it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, like, I think the first Christmas episode is the one where Jim gives Pam... The teapot, yes, With, it is. that's the secret Santa or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Those early episodes, I I love early off early episodes of The Office, but it just feels like I just need Jim and Pam to stop messing around.
0: I know. I don't know. I I've probably watched it too many times now because <laughs> now I'm watching it and I get really annoyed at Pam for lots of things. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Even when they're together, I'm just like why are you
1: like this? <laughs> yeah. I think that that's pretty common amongst like fans of the office. Is okay. Being good. Kind of like annoyed with Pam, but I do sometimes see what like, especially.
0: Oh, the- Jim can be, t- I just mean Pam as a character, not yeah. even just in the relationship. In the relationship Cause yeah. Jim
1: makes mistakes. There's no, yeah. there's no arguing that. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Dakota start, started watching the last season of The Office mm-hmm. while he was in Texas. Because we usually stop whenever Michael Scott leaves. It, it
0: gets good after that. It it's, does. it's a weird transition, but it does get good.
1: The Will Ferrell episodes are almost too painful to watch. They are. Super awkward. Mm-hmm. But I do really like Robert California. <laughs> yes. Is so funny. Whenever... He's great. Andy, like, is threatening him on the phone and he calls him a soft penis debutante i can't like i'm i laugh hysterically every time there's nothing funnier than that insult it's hilarious and he's
0: just so like yeah like i don't know it's just like he he everything he says he believes (laughs) With yeah. every fiber of his being, and does or doesn't care if it's an absolute lie, he will say he believes it with every fiber of his being. Like, yeah, he's just so like, I don't know, I don't know how to describe that character.
1: I just think that James Spader is James Spader. Yeah, and it's the vibe that I kind of get with some of uh, Steve Carell's mm-hmm. scenes as Michael. I think there are certain scenes where James Spader is just allowed to go just yeah. say things yeah especially like when he has like big chunks of monologue it's, i feel like they were just like james <laughs> just say some wild ass shit like yeah. when he's talking about <laughs> college gymnastics <laughs> just like <laughs> when he okay. leaves yeah, yeah i was like no no uh, yeah no <laughs> but one day, I'm yeah. going to call someone a soft penis debutante, and it's going to hit hard.
0: <laughs> you'll say it with a straight face, and then after you turn around <laughs> and walk away, you'll <laughs> die of laughter.
1: <laughs> Hope, hopefully. But you won't let
0: them see the laughter. They have to see yeah. the...
1: It, it's got to be daggers only. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's my goal in life. <laughs>
0: okay. Speaking of daggers, do you always have to fit in a Grinch movie into your
1: watching experience? I personally like the original cartoon. The cartoon. Grinch. Yes. Dakota, if he's gonna watch a Grinch, he usually likes to go Jim Carrey Grinch. It's well made. hmm
0: But it it's either like got real sad or kind of cringy moments for me. Yeah. I don't mean like it's inappropriate cringy, just like awkward cringy, like Like, The Office is hard for me. I'll Mm -hmm. watch it, but it's hard for me. Sometimes I have to get up and walk. I know that (laughs) sounds. (laughs) Or look away because it's so painful to my inner soul. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) but I can admit that it's a well-made movie. It's just. Tough to watch. Yeah, it's tough for me to watch. But I really love the Benedict Cumberbatch one. It's very sweet while Mm -hmm. still having the Grinch be very sour. But that one's my favorite. I, yeah. I, I think it gets me misty-eyed just about every time I watch it. Yeah. So it's a good one.
1: <laughs> oh, and then the full gambit. Yes. We have the full tra- like oh, gambit. Yes. gambit in here. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then the Charlie Browns, of course. You gotta yeah. at least see, like, a scene out of it or something. <laughs> Catch yeah. one on TV.
1: I have always really liked the Charlie Brown Christmas special as well. Yeah. I like when they're all in, like, the auditorium and they're dancing. Yeah. They all have, each character has, like, a dance move that they yes. do. Yes. <laughs> Always loved it. I like it too. But, yeah. Usually those are like Christmas Eve at my grandma's. Yes.
0: On in things. the background. Yeah yeah. 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 I'm sure there's ones that I've forgotten. I'll probably probably blurt it out yeah. later if it pops in my brain or,
1: you know, whatever.
0: But there's, yeah. there's a lot of good Christmas movies out there.
1: Tons of good Christmas movies, for sure.
0: Oh, uh, White Christmas. I love that one.
1: I don't think I've ever seen. That. I don't know Bing
0: Crosby and Danny Kay. Hmm. It's it's a good classic mm-hmm. Christmas movie. Like a lot of people love. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, I really like White Christmas.
1: Okay, I do not watch It's a Wonderful Life because
0: it's very sad for yeah. a good portion of the movie.
1: I also don't really care about uh, Christmas Story. Oh, I, mm,
0: I I don't like it at all. When it's on for 24 hours, Uh, I avoid that channel entirely. Yeah. (laughs) I just had a Jim Carrey cringe moment. Loathe entirely. Loathe.
1: Yeah. Dakota's (laughs) grandparents usually um, just have the marathon of a Christmas story on.
0: No, they should, if they're going to do a marathon of anything, it should be Christmas vacation.
1: I agree. You'll catch a new
0: quip every time, I guarantee you.
1: Yeah. I'm also just not, I'm not a film buff, so films that are pre-1970, I'm just not into. I get that. So, like, it It's a Wonderful Life is older. Mm-hmm. No, not my gig. Hey, that's fair. So. That's fair. I mean, I'm sure it's excellent, but I just don't want to watch it. <laughs> right. I totally get that.
0: Let's let's kind of recap our first year on these on these podcast airwaves. Yeah. Twenty twenty three. Because <laughs> even though we didn't start airing episodes till like the middle of the year, we really started in like February or March doing our pre-recordings. We
1: did. Yeah. So, so I mapped this out as. Favorite books we've read, mm-hmm. least favorite books we've read, favorite episodes that we've yeah. done. Yeah, I like that. So, and then we can kind of like talk about if we have other books we've read this year that we really liked or whatever. Also,
0: you know, me being very not slow, but like focused. Like, so mostly I read stuff for the podcast. Mm-hmm. But that's okay <laughs> yeah totally there's plenty of those to talk about <laughs> yes or just you know random books that i picked up that sounded like they might be good you know
1: yeah hey well, i'll get to those <laughs> well yeah i have s- like literally so many of those i have not yet read
0: and you even like read on the side from what we're reading so
1: i do yeah I'm usually always reading something else as well. Yeah.
0: So. I like to, I don't know. I'm like, I think I'm not giving myself enough credit and I'm afraid that I'll like forget things about the thing that we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. So I try and stay. I might get like one book ahead or something, but I usually try and like stay on that one. So I'm fresh. Yeah. But I need to get myself out of that. (laughs) (laughs) Just take good notes.
1: Yeah. I just heavily... I'm a heavily, heavily mood reader, Mm -hmm. so sometimes I will, like, pull up a book on Audible and start listening to it, and I'm like, I'm not actually listening to this right now. I need to switch to something else. So that's how I end up reading two, three books at a time. Hey. Just depends. Because.
0: I'm impressed.
1: Truly. (laughs) I have a short attention span, apparently. That's Okay. And then other times I will have like a very obsessive like focus on a particular book. So I will literally do nothing else. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Does it if I'm that if I'm like sitting thinking about a book like I can't even concentrate on anything else, like that's a good book to me. Or at least yeah. an interesting book at yeah. very least.
1: Yeah. I so. agree.
0: I like books like that.
1: So of our, our books that we've read, which we've read like um, at this point, I think, I don't know, like, 16 books?
0: I was trying to tally it in my head the other day, because I was like, well, I know some books we had to have a couple episodes for, and then we had the, we watched movies in there and stuff, but, yeah, I think, I think, I think you're
1: about right. I think If not, 17. spot on. Yeah, I think we read 17 books. So. Look at us
0: go. That's more than one a month. That
1: is. That is. Which,
0: for you, that's like a. <laughs> <laughs> a drop in the bucket but for me this feels like an accomplishment it's probably the most books i've ever read in a year so
1: woohoo! that's awesome that's i think a book a month honestly is an excellent goal yeah. i know like people on BookTok will read like 150 books a year and i'm just like listen here i read a lot and i read very quickly generally I'm not reading 150 books a year. Are you retaining what you're reading or are you just like
0: checking it off the, or putting a, you know, as a notch on the bedpost as that's they say.
1: That's what it feels like. Because a lot of the times too, when I'm done reading a book, if I enjoyed it, I'm going to go back and re-listen to it, reread it mm-hmm. because the first time through, you're not getting everything. Yeah. So Every book that I read that I enjoy, I've read twice. Yeah. At least. And I write, definitely want to do that because there are some books I know that
0: I enjoy, but I'm like, I, I'm, I'm certain there's even more to unpack right. that I missed the yeah. first time
1: around. Yeah. So. so, I mean, just that doing that alone puts you at like a lower count. But right. this is, you know, books are not read to be tallied. No. They're read to be like consumed and ab- absorbed and enjoyed or critiqued or whatever thought about yeah thought absolutely. about at the very least to be thought about yeah
0: if not move you
1: yeah in some way whether yeah. that be good or bad <laughs> there's like there's like a book high yes that you're chasing usually yes. yeah especially in a very particular kind of book like after i finished reading kingdom of ash for the first time mm-hmm. that and even with i know we haven't talked about kingdom of ash we will get to it someday yeah so, spoiler alert, if you have not read it. Skip ahead a minute. Skip ahead of this. But, like, at the, I know the end was not what I would, how I would have wanted that story to end. Mm-hmm. N- mainly that it is my least favorite trope on the entire earth is the main female character loses her powers. I, I fucking yeah. hate it. I yeah. hate it. Yeah. Regardless of the fact that. That's what happens. It still feels very epic at the end. Oh, yeah. It, like, builds you up so much. Yeah. Because it's so long. Yeah. It really didn't need to be that long. But <laughs> there's, like, a feeling that it gives you. Mm-hmm. Regardless of its flaws, there's a feeling somehow mm-hmm. that that book gives you that at the end, I felt very deflated. Like, after it was over... And I, I'd read it. It was done. I was like, what am I going to read now? Yeah. Like, I've had
0: reading slumps before where I finish, like, a big series. And then I'm like, so I'm done with that world. I'm not ready to jump into one again yeah. just yet.
1: I'm not emotionally ready for this. Yeah. Especially because, you know, I am a member of the 13. Right. And so, at the end,
0: mm. with
1: the 13... Mm. I was wrecked. Oh. I mean. As you should have been. If you weren't wrecked, who are you? I have never been more devastated because.
0: And you didn't get a ton of time with those characters. I know. And they,
1: but they, they really, get in there. They really sucked me in. They
0: did. At, at, the, at the first, when we first meet Manon, I'm like, who is this? Why am I meeting this person? They're just <laughs> distracting from the story that I'm trying to read. Yeah. And then absolutely loved her.
1: Obsessed. Yeah. I loved her immediately. The way that, like, she's, like, hiding in this cabin and then she's just, like, wrong kind of witch. I was like, yeah. I, I think I was know. just
0: confused by her presence. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Still, I yes. I know. Uh, but yeah. I don't, I think those deaths were the most devastating book deaths I've ever encountered. Yeah. And, you know, serious Black's death was major for me.
0: It was so brief, though. Like, you didn't even have I mean, unless you, like, put your book down and thought about it, you didn't really have a moment to, like, really dwell in or think mm-hmm. about. You know, it just it just happened. There mm-hmm. was no emotional, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I know. Not saying that it wasn't emotional, but you know what I mean? It's, like, it's not, like, a whole thing that's happening and it's You see it coming, or, like, the sacrifice, you know, it's it's Mm -hmm. just like, boom, he's
1: gone. Huh? Yeah. Huh? I know. What? (laughs) I know. So, there were a handful of Harry Potter deaths uh, that really struck me. Yeah. Sirius, Hedwig, Fred. Mm Mm-hmm. But I still think that the 13 is probably the most devastating yeah i've ever read which is saying something and i'm down for a character death yeah i feel like i feel
0: betrayed you're like i get why you had to do that (laughs)
1: not enough characters die i feel like authors get very attached to them and they're just like i can't kill this character and i'm just like cut that tie (laughs) no It, it increases the tension so much just kill them you're
0: right that's really
1: callous but you're right but i still hate it (laughs) let's let's raise the stakes right (laughs) oh man so but anyway i don't even know why we were talking about that
0: i don't either we were supposed to talk about our favorite books that we've read (sighs) favorite books that we've
1: read for the pod for the pod for the pod let me see this is tough it's tough. We've got some juggernauts on this list. Yeah. I have
0: two that popped out in my head okay. as favorite, but I'm also not counting any of the Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings.
1: I agree. I feel those like it's are, not
0: fair. It's not. So for ones that I hadn't read before, but not, not only just that, because, you know, there were ones on the list that I had read before that could have been up there, but mm-hmm. I actually, my favorite two were Pride and Prejudice and Legendborn.
1: You know, I feel like if we're eliminating HP and Lord of the Rings, I would also say Legend of books that I had not read before, Legendborn would take the top slot for sure. Um,
0: I enjoyed reading it the most. I mm -hmm. was captivated the whole time. The pacing Mm -hmm. was incredible. It was great pacing. Um, There were new things being revealed, but never did I feel like things were being... Held back or rushed. Right. It wasn't like, just tell me the thing. It was like, as things unraveled. Right. It was just very organic. And it was just, just excellent. It
1: was, it was excellent. Excellent.
0: And then Pride and Prejudice being my first classic. And I just loved the world. I loved the characters. I loved the relationship, Mm -hmm. uh, that love story. It just... I, it was one I was so intimidated by and absolutely loved by the end. I just so, yeah. Yeah. Those two, by far.
1: I, yeah, totally agree. Pride and Prejudice is an old fave of mine. It's one that I read every single year of my life. I rewatch the Kira Knightley film
0: mm-hmm.
1: when, at any point. I could be watching it. If I'm going to be baking, maybe I'll pop it on. Mm-hmm. If I'm sad, I'll watch it. I mean, at any given moment, I could be watching that movie. Yeah. It's one of my favorite stories, period. Mm-hmm. Um, but Legendborn, I think if I was going to choose books that I had read for the first time, I would probably go Legendborn and then The Shining. Yes. The Shining, I, I know, I was like, if I'm picking two, I'm picking those, but Shining's up there. Yeah. that I really liked that one a lot. I really enjoyed... I really enjoyed it. It's off genre for me typically, mm-hmm. so that's interesting. The it, it's off genre in multiple ways. Uh, I don't read horror or a thriller. Mm-hmm. It's older than my usual selection. It's in that time period that I just never go to. Yeah, I'm either going like old old. Yeah, or I'm going fantasy, which is either Tolkien or new. Hmm. So it's just. Yeah, it was just excellent. But, of course, I mean, Stephen King is a prose master, so. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that all three of these have in common is such great writing. Yeah. I mean, folks. Yeah. The words on the page, they matter. (laughs) (laughs) It's why we read. (laughs) I think I've been hearing a lot of chatter on... TikTok specifically, about how the quantity of books coming out has increased and the quality of books has decreased, mm-hmm. and, which is interesting because there are so many great books that are coming out. Yeah. But also, I think this is coming off of, like, the major, major fourth wing and fourth wing hype, which yeah. Iron Flame is its sequel because of all of the people talking about the pros. Yeah. And I... You know, I mean, if it, if the prose isn't there, it, I'm, I'm not gonna like it. Yeah, I'll like a book with zero story if the prose is good. Probably, I can respect that. I mean, Dorian Gray That's has kind a of like, very loose story. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's kind of like poetry, really, if you think about it. Like right. if it's got beautiful prose but not like a coherent story. Right. Which I will say, Dorian Gray has, it, 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 it grew on me. I think after I read it, I was like, "Okay, that was fine." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the more I thought about it, I it grew on me. So I think I like it more. And I think it would. I think I said this when we reviewed it. I think I would enjoy it more with another read. Yeah. I don't think it'll ever become one of my favorites, but it's yeah. definitely one that
1: improves on
0: the reread. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think that. that and has... as
0: you ponder it and think yeah. about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because it is one of those that is largely the story almost doesn't really matter that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, whatever mm-hmm. the, the painting ages, Dorian doesn't. Yeah, and everything else right. about the story kind of doesn't matter. But right,
0: and I generally don't like pompous characters, so it was hard for me to like like Henry. But if yeah. I look at him as a, especially comparing it to the movie where he was malicious. Yeah, whereas in the book he's just sort of like. I'm just saying it. <laughs> I have no goal or uh intentions. I'm just I'm just kind of curious how you're gonna react. Yeah. You know, may, I don't know, the watching the movie really made me appreciate the book more. Yeah. Because I was like, You're doing things with it that weren't intended. Stop. Right.
1: Yeah. Stop. It's-
0: so then it made me go, Well, hey, the book did this. I like that better. So it kind of improved my yeah, <laughs> my enjoyment too. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. Bad it. book movies. You make me love the books
1: more. <laughs> it it really does work that way.
0: I I, Ugh, I don't know if film I said was it. Not good. No, it wasn't. I don't know if I've said it on the on the pod, but the only time that I read a book and was like, "Wow, the movie was a lot better," <laughs> was uh, Stardust. I have not read Stardust. Sorry Neil, sorry, Neil Gaiman. Gaiman, however you say it, but. I, fa- I don't even remember a lot of the book. Mm. I found it kind of dull. And the movie is fantasy, fun, fun, fun. Like, I love the actors, the story, all, and, like, a lot of it doesn't happen the same. So normally mm-hmm. you would think I'd be like, oh, you didn't stay true to the book. But I was like, no, I love the movie. This book is meh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have actually never read any Neil Gaiman. I don't,
0: I think that's the only one that mm. I have.
1: I know But a lot like, of his stuff
0: is turned into films. Yeah. yeah or shows or yeah. whatever. So and he I, does
1: graphic novels and I know he's like very prolific. I've mm-hmm. just never picked up any of his work, so we'll have to throw him on the list. We'll have to give him give him a try. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We will not choose Stardust to give him a fair chance. Right.
0: <laughs> right. We won't we won't do that.
1: We'll pick something new. But Speaking
0: oh, okay. of what was, I, I think this one's going to be pretty obvious to oh, everyone. Yeah, everyone, but,
1: knows. Uh what was your least favorite? <laughs> well, my I think my number one least favorite has to be Verity, uh, followed by very closely by Final Girls Support Group.
0: Yeah, and I, I I'm shocked that I'm going to say this, but earlier today when I thought about it, I think I liked. I don't, I want to, I don't want to say I liked Verity more, but. You were more offended by
1: Final Girl <laughs> <portrait.
0: laughs> I think Verity was what it was, and it was really only problematic in the end. Like, and not to say that the rest of it was great, because it wasn't. There were, I mean, there were problems all throughout, but the big, big thing that kind of ruined it was that quote unquote twist at the end that made absolutely no sense it was Mm -hmm. like this is dumb Mm -hmm. but i will say that it kept me wanting to read and find out what was going to happen next and what was going to happen next so i'm Mm -hmm. like you know i was engaged i was interested in what was going to occur next whereas in final girl support group i was like what is happening her perspective feels weird It makes no sense or there's just random things in there that, like, it just, it felt like there were, Verity had holes or at least unfinished or just kind of stupid answers to the questions. I feel like Final Girl Support Group just had gaping holes. Yeah. With no answers or explanations or, and yeah, I just had such high hopes. (laughs) It let me down. Yeah. So hard. I think I, <laughs> right now in this moment, I liked that one less. And there were moments of the book that I did enjoy, but I'm just, the more I
1: think about it, the more disappointed I get. I know. Yeah, I think, I think honestly they are equals in my, yeah. in my brain.
0: It's like, if, if depending on what part you talk about, one will like rise to the I like it less. You know, yeah. it, it, they, they just teeter right there at
1: the same level i think the only strength that verity has over final girls is the linear story i mean Mm. it starts here and ends here right and i know technically final girls does that but it just you it makes no you're questioning reality constantly Mm -hmm. which is a problem yeah so i don't know
0: but i mean and I don't feel like you're meant to. I feel like there are books that you're meant to question reality in. Certainly. And I don't think that that's one of them. So that's why it was. It felt.
1: Yes. It, off. It. It. Yeah. If he was trying to do something clever there, it did not. Yeah. Come across. Right. I um. But I. I felt the exact same. When I was reading both of these books. Mm-hmm. And it was the... Because I read both of them pretty quickly. Yeah.
0: And I, I I remember reading Verity and being, like, disgusted at some moments. Yeah. But I feel like I felt... I felt more reading Verity than I did Final Girl Support Group. I've... Which is wild to me. I was more, I think, more, more emotionally affected. I don't know about invested, but I was more emotionally affected mm-hmm. by the things... That were said or done in Verity
1: mm-hmm. in
0: moments than I was in most of Final Girl support group.
1: Yeah. I think what whenever I, I read both of them and what I kept thinking, I actually said it to Dakota when I was reading Final Girls. But it's something I kept thinking while I was reading Verity and it's, I just need to finish this. I just yeah. want to know what happened so I can stop reading this book. Yeah. And I kind of felt that way
0: about both of them though Mm -hmm. I for final girls I was like I really hope this gets better I hope that this gets explained I hope this Mm -hmm. whatever but yeah Verity I was like okay I just want to get to the end and find out what happens I yeah yeah like I'm
1: I'm 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 ready for this roller coaster ride to be over (laughs) yeah like I'm over this (laughs) yeah but I have to finish it Mm -hmm. so let's just get this over with yeah so, I felt that way reading both books. I do think that the sections of Verity where it's Verity's, like, autobiography or whatever. Mm-hmm. I do get the feeling that those segments where she's writing about, like, hating being pregnant, trying to trigger alert here, trying to give herself an abortion. Mm-hmm ignoring her babies, killing her children. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was super unnecessary. Agreed. It was, um, I know that that was, it was put in there for the purpose of telling us that Verity's a bad person. Yeah. And I just, but I just felt like it was gratuitous and Mm -hmm. there for shock value. Yeah. Because the rest of the book is dull. Like nothing is going on. And they're even trying to add some like
0: sexy, spicy in there too. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It was, like, so, so heavy-handed. Like, the mm-hmm. sex scenes were just, like, they were, like, not sexy somehow. Yeah, yeah. So, it was just, like, a fail on, yeah. you know. I mean, there's a way to write someone being a bad person and doing vile things mm-hmm. without it feeling so, like, clunky yeah. and, like, ham-fisted. Yeah. And I... Clearly, there's a way to write sex scenes that are actually sexy. Right. Like, you know?
0: And I'm going to have a hard time rooting for an adulterous thing when the lady is laying upstairs.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What on earth? What? What? (laughs) In no realm is it. First of all, why are you living in the house with them? Period. Mm-hmm. But second of all, how are you just downstairs banging a married man whose wife is literally upstairs? No matter if you think she's a
0: horrible human being or not. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's so. And at that point, she hadn't told him that she had found this... Manuscripts.
0: So it's not like they even shared their feelings of both being like, yeah, she sucks.
1: So at this point to Loan, I don't even remember his name because it doesn't matter, but (laughs) at this point he's a married guy who's cheating on his disabled wife. Mm -hmm. So why is she want, why does she want to bang someone like that? He's, that's a, that's a shit person.
0: Red alert. You're, (laughs)
1: This is a scenario where everyone
0: sucks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I do hate Verity more. I don't know. They both disappointed me so deeply. They're both just not good. Right.
1: At the Like, at the end of the day, they're yeah. just not good.
0: And I just had so many high hopes. Mm. So yeah. many high hopes for Final Girls. I liked I the ending. And that was really the only time I enjoyed the book. Was when, like, they were having an actual relationship with each other. Like, those tiny little bits in the end. I was like, oh... This is how the books should have started. They should have already been bonded like this. Yeah. And then gone through stuff. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I could talk
0: about this probably way too much longer, so. I know. Because we're the least.
1: (laughs) Grady Hendrix, if you're going to write female friendship, Mm -hmm. fucking learn how. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, just just at this point, just don't. Because you clearly have no idea how female relationships work. Yeah.
0: And don't kill, like, the nice, cool, awesome one and tell me how cool and awesome she was and don't even let me meet her.
1: Yeah. God. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. How rude so is that? So stoked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. We, yeah. We, if you haven't listened to our episode on Final Girls, you should go back and listen to it because it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Which leads us into our favorite episodes. Yes. Um, I honestly, I might have to go 1984.
0: Really? I was thinking about that one. I think Verity is one of my favorites.
1: Mm. (laughs) Verity? Yeah.
0: Just the discussion made me laugh, but I really enjoyed our Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. conversation the, the as first, well the
1: first one
0: which you I I thought I was like oh it's good like we'll get more settled and you know our conversations it, I I know it'll get better from here but I don't know I just like really enjoy that one
1: <laughs> yeah I haven't listened to that one oh really maybe since like we very first published it but mm-hmm. um Verity is a is a good one I always And I think we talked about this in our final girls episode, but when you don't like a book, you're going to pick out, like, more technical issues. Mm -hmm. You're going to pull out more critiques. Yeah. It feels more like you're having an actual, like, like we're sitting in an actual college class having an intellectual conversation (laughs) about it. Yeah. Whereas whenever it's something that's really good, usually it's very gushy. So it becomes a lot more emotional. Yeah. I think I liked the Prime and
0: Prejudice one because there were so many characters and, like, so many, like, quirks about each of the characters that we were able to discuss. Like, it was just, it was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, 1984. I I think, yeah. That's a good one.
1: That's, like, a really good middle ground. Like, I love 1984. It's just, like, kind of a bummer
0: (laughs) I was going to say, I, I struggle between, like, knowing that it is a very good book. That I cannot argue that, and would never. <laughs> and there were parts of it, like in the middle, that I enjoyed reading. Mm-hmm. But oof,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's that
0: ending. I I don't know. I don't know I, that one is. I really feel like I soaked in every word, so it's not even when I feel like I missed anything. I feel like I really got it all,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I I just don't know if I would want to read it again. Yeah. But it's, it's a very good book. It's a very good book. But yeah. it
1: made me so sad. <laughs> it's it's definitely a downer for sure. Which I think everyone needs to know before you read it. Like, it's not happy. No. But that's the point, obviously. Right. It, it has a lot of things to say mm-hmm. right. for sure. Right. It's very... It's a warning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a warning. And honestly we're seeing a lot of very Orwellian things going on in our world that we're living in now, so it's very pertinent. Right. I mean, we talked, I think we talked about it in our episode, but, like, we're seeing a lot of attacks on books and language Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. Like, we're censoring language heavily. We're going back to old books and censoring old books instead of just... If you want to trigger warning, if you want to warn of like offensive content, just slip a note in the front. Like, right. I am not down for censorship, no, especially of books for sure. Well, and you're kind of when you do that, you're kind
0: of rewriting history. You because are even you are right because even if you, there are ob it's obvious that there are things that are written in books that people don't think that way anymore they shouldn't think that way Mm -hmm. shouldn't speak that way what have you but if you go back and change it then a hundred years from now someone's going to read that and not understand what life was like yeah you know like i I don't know if that makes sense but i just it's like if you start re you start rewriting the fiction and then you start rewriting actual history mm-hmm. and then who yeah. knows what the hell life was. You know, I just yeah. I just like you said, it's like just put trigger warnings or like, you know, uh, we rate movies, rate the book with like an, a, you know, an appropriateness yeah. level or just these are the topics you're going to TV shows do it all the time. Rated mature for sexual language, or sexual, whatever, language, drug use, da-da-da-da-da. It's like, just right. have a little blurb like that in, in a book saying, this depicts this kind of behavior, this depicts da mm-hmm. da 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 It's like, right. we're not saying to keep things in books to condone it, but...
1: And it, you're, what's, re- I... I don't like censoring it period right. but one of the problems that comes in is you're defeating your own purpose with that mm-hmm. censorship because ian fleming for example he wrote the a lot of the early james bond books or maybe all of them they're heavily sexist and misogynistic mm-hmm. they're super racist and i mean what else do you need right <laughs> Horrible. The way he wrote women and people of color, atrocious. But if you go in and change the racist language, change the misogynistic language, then you have people reading Ian Fleming who don't realize that Ian Fleming was a
0: shitbag. They'll be like, oh, Ian Fleming was amazing.
1: I love this Bond book. Yeah. When in actuality, what he wrote is really degrading to women and people of color. Right. So... You're You're absolving people of their transgressions whenever you're erasing those transgressions. Right. So just stop it. Right. And, you know, like in 1984, the whole point of Newspeak is the fewer, the more simple the language, the fewer creative thoughts you can have. Mm -hmm. And if you control the language, you control the thoughts. And if you control the thoughts, you control the people. Right. So here we are living in a world where groups of people are trying to erase language, erase different monikers for people, erasing all kinds of shit out of our language. I mean, and
0: a lot of that stuff is like, it's, it's a snapshot of what things were like. So people, even if it was terrible, it's like, but you, you look at that and see how far, like you said, like women are depicted really horribly in that. It's like, you can see how far we've come. Yeah. But if you erase that, you know, and yeah. when you erase bad things in history, then you're you're not going to learn from it. You're not acknowledging it, and you're mm-hmm. definitely going to be doomed to possibly repeat it.
1: Yeah. Let's not do that. Right. Yeah. People are shitbags. Let them be shitty. Right. And we'll just that's a shitty person.
0: Yeah. Yeah, do you yeah, it's like because you rewrite their books and then a hundred years from now people are like, oh, let's give a retroactive prize to such and such author for depicting this and this in such an amazing way. It's like, uh, they didn't
1: yeah. <laughs> originally anyway, until they were yeah. fixed. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's defeating the purpose. Yeah. I mean, I honestly don't know what the purpose of censoring these books is, because if you pick up a book and you start reading it and it's just gratuitous use of the Mm n-word i feel like normal people would be like oh my god this is horrible right unless you're reading a book that is actually about slavery and so that makes sense but i mean a book written in the 60s Mm -hmm. probably shouldn't
0: maybe people are worried about people reading it and agreeing
1: with it But... I mean, people are going to do that anyway. Right. People who want to be racist, they're going to seek that content out no matter what.
0: But it's just a slippery slope. It's giving up certain liberties slowly until you turn around and it's too late. Yeah. They've taken the big ones now.
1: Yeah. It's like... It's so weird because on one side you have the people censoring language, going to back to these old books and wanting to censor them. And then the other end of the political spectrum is banning books. Mm-hmm. So we're either going to not be able to get these books that we want to read, many of which on this list are on the banned list. Which is crazy. And then the books that we can have are being censored. Mm-hmm. What Neither is a good option. Yeah. Don't ban our books. Be and well also informed don't
0: rewrite them. Right. Be well informed, make good choices. Yeah. And if a book is offensive, just don't buy it. And eventually they won't print more copies. Like Yeah. They say vote with your money, like don't buy that book. That's
1: right. And yeah. it you
0: know, things fall to the wayside. Like things will become unpopular.
1: But you rewrite yeah. it. And then make it more appropriate and then... It's going to keep... Yeah. And Ian Fleming is the perfect example because who is out here reading Ian Fleming's Bond books? No one.
0: I've never read them, but from what you're saying... It does.
1: No one is reading them. You don't go into Half Price Books or Barnes & Noble and see an Ian Fleming. It's not... It's just simply not there. So is there a real reason that it would need to be censored? Because no one's reading it Just because it's bad. Let it die on the dusty shelf that it sits on, you know? (sighs) Exactly. Yeah, it's really infuriating that that is a thing. But it's very Orwellian. Yeah, because like I said, it's
0: like I understand. I I can see both sides, you know, like, you know, especially when they're they're motivated by the fears that they're motivated by. But Mm -hmm. it's like, that's not the answer.
1: Yeah, that is not going to fix the problem that you're trying to fix. Yeah. It's going to exacerbate it, if nothing else.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: But, I don't know. It makes me really afraid. Yeah.
0: Well, and, like you said, you know, like, censoring just different languages. Talk about, like, (laughs) not okay. So, so uncool. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you start with one, it seems small. But then the next step, thats right. that one's just small, 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 small until mm-hmm. you're 10 flights up and you're like, oh, how'd we get here? 20 flights up. Oh, how'd we get here? Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. I feel like that is the case for
0: so much stuff. And that's what the thing was in 1984. They it did is. it slowly yep.
1: until people, it was too late. Yep. Too late. It was too late. They were too, and that was, that's the point of the ending. It was mm-hmm. too late. Mm-hmm. There were,
0: even everything he knew he still
1: died yeah loving big brother i know he was doomed <laughs> he was I doomed am. from the beginning and he knew it and he knew it and it,
0: it, it still it. killed me i know I, I held out hope to that last moment and i knew that i shouldn't have but yeah. i did anyway I and maybe that's part of the point too yeah it
1: yeah you know it is
0: even though he told me not to have hope he straight up told me this is what's gonna happen he, and I went yeah listen sir
1: thank you for telling me that <laughs> but
0: I'm gonna disregard and have hope anyway
1: I know I know oh it my sucks. gosh but I mean Burt McCracken if you're listening we had this conversation together.
0: Yeah. I was so <laughs> excited for you I was so excited I was like this is this is the this is the best for her yeah. amazingness
1: yeah, it was wild because all he's whenever he signed my book, all he said was, "Winston and Julia," oh, and I was like, he was doomed from the beginning. Yep. and he knew it. <laughs> and then I felt very proud of myself. Yeah, <laughs> that I could actually think in the moment. Yeah, because I was very worried. I was like, oh my god, I'm a, I'm gonna say something super dumb. I nope. just know it. Perfect moment. Held it together. It was it was a perfect moment. That's so good. I was so excited. I will. Uh, I need to like get a safety deposit box and put that book in there. Uh huh. Or at very least a shadow box you can like hang it up. See it, yeah. <laughs> I'm never reading it again. <laughs> Goes against the opening quote for sure. It's been read though. It's, it so. has been read and written in. Yeah. So it's been you know. It's, it's been experienced. It's served its purpose exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, I guess we can look forward.
1: 2024. Oh, yeah. We have a lot of books on our list.
0: Yeah, and I feel like
1: we've talked about a bunch more than we actually have on I've, the list. Yeah, we kind of stopped putting them on the list because <laughs> we do also, like, change our mind a lot.
0: Right. But we should at least put them on the list so we don't forget about them because I, I know there's several we've talked about and they're yeah, not they're on not there on the and list. now I know I've forgotten them, yeah.
1: so Yeah. Sad. I think, honestly, Macbeth. Uh, I think, looking at the list, I'm going to say Macbeth.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm a little intimidated by that one. And I don't know. I took a Shakespeare class in high school and loved it.
1: Yeah, I love Shakespeare.
0: But it's been so long, I'm afraid my brain has turned to moosh and it's not going to (laughs) understand.
1: But... The,
0: mostly, I'm excited. Yeah. (laughs) But Um, there is a part of me that's
1: scared. (laughs) I really love Macbeth. It's so metal. It's so, it's, it's like the genesis of death metal, for sure. Wow. It's like, it's brutal. Like, Macbeth is... Is my soul going to be crushed? No. Okay. No, it's not
0: like... Is it Hamlet? It, what, which or Henry the Eighth? Which one's like super sad? Well, Hamlet is. I, I mean, mean, I know he has tragedies, but there's like some that just seem. <laughs>
1: I'd whoa. say, uh, if I was gonna pick the most sad, I would probably go Hamlet. Okay. Um, I'm. I know most people would say Romeo and Juliet, but. I would say Hamlet. Okay. All of the Henry series because Henry is like a series okay. of like Henry the 3rd and then you have Henry the 4th parts 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Henry the 5th is the best probably. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet plays Henry the 5th. Oh. I like Timothy Chalamet. He does an excellent job.
0: I feel like Little Women is one that maybe should be on the list.
1: I definitely. Should. I love Little Women.
0: Uh, but you Ugh. saying Timothy Chalamet made me think, because that's the version of Little Women that I've seen.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, and that I was loved a one. it. It was so excellent. It was excellent. He was excellent in that, mo- in that movie. Florence mm-hmm. Pugh was excellent. Florence. Um, Saoirse so Ronan, good. she was great. So great. Emma Watson is in it. Amazing. I mean, it's just so good. All of the March girls. All of the March girls. I will be straight up honest with you. I think I cried through half of it. You did. It's 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 so emotional. It really is. But it's so good. It's so good. But that whole aesthetic. Yep. Perfect. It's that Pride and Prejudice kind of vibe. It really is. Listen, I have, we have a type. We 100% have a type. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Greta Gerwig. I mean, come on. Yeah. That movie was excellent. It
0: was so excellent. Loved it. So, yeah, that we'll have to add that one to the list yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah. It's but, a really excellent book as well. But
0: I am excited for Macbeth. Uh, partly, <laughs> I think I've said this before, I watched the show Gargoyles growing up, mm-hmm. and they had a lot of... Um, references to Shakespearean things. Yeah. And Macbeth was one of Macbeth was actually a character in the show. Right. But yeah, like I loved I remember we read um Much Ado About Nothing, um mm-hmm. Othello. That one was wah wah, so sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> What was one of the other we read a couple of the comedies that I really, really liked.
1: Midsummer Night's Dream. We didn't Oof. get to that Oof. one, that but I
0: wanna good. read that one too. I because love that one. again, that was one that was referenced in the gargoyle yeah. show. Yeah. So, um What's the one where it's the sister and brother and they swap places, or at least the sister like impersonates the brother?
1: Um, I know this one for sure.
0: And then I think we read Twelfth Night, maybe? I was Tw- oh,
1: Twelfth Night. Um, and that one was good, too. I can't believe I can't even think of the brother-sister swap, but uh, the movie She's the Man. Yes. Based on that. As soon as you say it, I'm going to feel really dumb, but...
0: Don't feel dumb, because... Oh, it is Twelfth Night. Is it Twelfth Night? It is Twelfth, that's Twelfth the, Night.
1: That's the first thing that came to my brain, yeah. but... Yeah, that one's good. Yeah. Which, well, Macbeth might Macbeth and Henry V are probably my favorite. Really, Shakespeare's, cool. honestly.
0: Yeah, I, I am. I am stoked for that one. That one's gonna be good.
1: Midsummer Night's Dream, though, that one's, that one's up there too. Well, have
0: to put it on there. Yeah, I am really excited to get into further the Legendborn story and get to Bloodmarked.
1: Yeah. So you are excited to finish to do Bloodmarked. Do Bloodmarked. Yes. Same. I feel like it's going to be so good. And the third one is releasing in is it 2024
0: or 2025? Okay.
1: Okay.
0: Well, I'm excited yeah. to read that one in 2024, yeah. but I I think that'll be the conclusion. Mm-hmm. So, and then I keep I I've seen it randomly brought up here and there. It's not like big like Fourth Wing, but Belladonna is one that I keep seeing people mm-hmm. kind of bring up in mm-hmm. their lists. Yeah. So, I'm kind of... I'm interested.
1: Interested. I'm interested. Yeah. I think I, it has something to do with a Grim Reaper? Maybe? I don't know. I think Belladonna is like a poison. It is. Okay. But... Maybe... Maybe even...
0: But it's just simply people talking about it and like saying it's good. I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> but I could have sworn one of the times they said it had something to do with a Grim Reaper. So
1: Interesting. Gotta well, be
0: careful Googling Belladonna. I don't want them yeah. thinking I'm trying to poison anybody over here. <laughs> <laughs> Book. <laughs> Book
1: Belladonna. It's really, and you also have to like be careful because you one wrong Google search mm-hmm. and you've ruined the story for yourself. Uh, yeah. So, like, anyone listening, if you've never read, like, ACOTAR or Throne of Glass or Crescent City... Don't be Googling. Don't Google fan art. No. Nothing. Because it will, like, ruin some of the story for you. It will. It absolutely will. Uh, so, as far as, like, anticipated book releases, I'm not sure. We, we've already talked about um, the third in the Legendborn series, which is going to be called Oathbound. That's 2025. But... Most anticipated release for this year, probably Crescent City 3. Yeah. It comes out January 30th.
0: I definitely need to read those books also.
1: Yes. i
0: read the other two series in entirety, Mm -hmm. so I really need to read the Crescent City books.
1: Uh, Both are in my Audible.
0: And that would be an easy way for me to consume them while reading books for the pod. So that is a goal of mine. To and, listen to those two and be ready for that release.
1: Yeah. And the narrator for both Crescent City books is the same as the one from Throne of Glass. Nice. Which is a real plus because she does a really excellent I job. I like
0: her a lot.
1: Love her. She does She does a great job. I enjoy... I've enjoyed both Crescent City books. I will say still prefer Throne of Glass. But do you like its writing style better than ACOTAR? Yes. Okay. Cool. It's... It's written in the third-person multi-POV, like Throne of Glass. Right. Right. So, yes, I do. I just prefer it. Yeah. So, I will say, though, I, I like the things she writes. I She does have a way mm-hmm. of making you care yeah. about the characters in some way. Mm-hmm. Not all of the characters, mind you, but... <laughs> most of them. Most of them. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I feel like probably as far as enjoyment level, I would put Crescent City is the same as Akitar for enjoyment level. Is it, uh, is it,
0: like, is Akitar the most spice-centric one? Or does Crescent City kind of dabble in it in the same uh, ratio?
1: I would say, well, our, Main characters love interest. They do not actually do the deed until the second.
0: I I like a little waiting in the storyline.
1: There's like a a build to their relationship for sure. Nice. Um, But there is like sexual content, like sexual language, but not in the same way. But I do think that once you get into the second book, it is a lot more like probably Silver Flames. Oh. Not. We did. That's a big jump. <laughs> not as frequent. <laughs> not as frequent, but. As intense. Described similarly. Gotcha. Okay. Instances. But. Crescent, and I really
0: enjoy the fantasy elements of Akatar with the cauldron and all that stuff. I mm-hmm. found that all to be super interesting, mm-hmm. even if it felt a little lacking. Yeah. For other people. Yeah. <laughs> I liked what they, what she gave me, but so that's kind of what I was wondering. Like, do you feel like the world is built well, if not better
1: than Akatar?
0: I'm only comparing Akitar because I know you absolutely mm-hmm. love throwing Glass. So there's yeah, no. Yeah.
1: Um, I think, so there are a lot more creatures in Crescent City. So you have, you get shifters you get fey you get mer people you get fire sprites you have humans i like me some creatures there's uh, so many cool creatures which is cool and they all have their own hierarchies it is a modern society so just know that going in okay but it's it doesn't bother me yeah um as long
0: i feel like as long as you build your your world well mm -hmm. it's
1: fine there is a lot of stuff that I think she's intentionally left vague, because to
0: to elaborate on later,
1: yes, because the like overarching power system are these like beings called the Asteri. They're like godlike beings, but mm-hmm. you don't really know much about them. Mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be a big reveal, like big crossover reveal right. of who these characters are. Yes. So I think a lot of the world building, and like, the world they're in is called Midgard.
0: Which feels very Thor.
1: It, to it is, me. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they're on Midgard, but they don't really know how all of the creatures that are on Midgard got there. Mm-hmm. Or when exactly. So the characters themselves don't really know their history or their true origins or mm-hmm. how they got there. Mm-hmm. So those big questions are questions for the characters as well. So we don't know a lot of that. Cool. Which is interesting. I
0: don't mind things being left untold as long as you're building me there.
1: Yeah. It and- does. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's. Um, being withheld too long. Good. Cool. Yeah. Because there are other things you're solving first. Mm-hmm. So on the way to that. And also if you've read the other series, when you get towards the end of the second book is when you, and even there are elements in the first book that you're like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, I saw that exact thing in that mm-hmm. guitar.
0: I mean, just looking at the cover of it, I'm like, he looks like one of the Bat Boys. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. Right. So,
1: Exactly. So cool. I liked
0: your theory that, like, that she's going to write a series that's just based on, like, the crossover of... yeah, Which, that would be cool.
1: Yeah, because I think it was recently confirmed that she's starting a new series. And I think it was released maybe a couple of years ago that she had, like, gotten a copyright for Twilight of the Gods Mm -hmm. as, like, a title. So... Uh, like, Twilight of the Gods is, like, another word for Ragnarok, which mm-hmm. is, like, the ultimate, like, Thor showdown. hmm Like, the ending of the world yes. and stuff. yeah. So, it, I mean, it yeah. doesn't really take too much of a leap yeah. to get, to get there. Cool. So, I mean... Nice. Theories are theories, but I feel like we can all kind of just, like, assume... That that's where this is going. Yeah. Cool. We're going to end up in Twilight of the Gods with all three worlds. Cool. Very nice. So. Exciting. If nothing else, Crescent City is just more information you have to have for the crossover. Right. So I better get on it. Yeah. I'm sticking around for my Throne of Glass people to show back up. Right. I need to see them again. Yeah. Because I enjoyed Crescent City, but would I be chomping at the bit to read Crescent City 3 if I wasn't like, all right, well, is am I going to get Aylin and Manon mm-hmm. in this book? Right. It's a smart, she's, smart she's, model to follow. She's dragging me along for that alone. Yes. Really. Yeah. <laughs> smart woman. I see what you're doing here. Smart women. And it's working. Yeah. So.
0: And then books like on my personal tbr there's a couple that i picked up at like goodwill that i'm interested to read but there's this one i follow a lot not a lot i follow a few they seem like self-published authors like Mm -hmm. on instagram or something Mm -hmm. and there's this one and i don't even fully know i don't know what the plot is about it's just like she's i remember her saying like if you like this 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 and this Those things are in this book. Mm -hmm. And like an excerpt from it made me kind of go, ooh, that sounds good. I think it's called The Starlit Prince. And nice thing about it, it's a self-contained, like one book. Oh, yeah. Just a one book fantasy. (laughs) I'm like, I need a one book fantasy in my life. I love these huge sprawling series.
1: But sometimes you just need a... A one and done. A one and done. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to come by in the fantasy genre. It is. And then I need to finish the um, Shadow
0: and Bone. So uh, Rule of Wolves and King of Scars. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I need not to read, read those either.
0: I need to read those two also to finish that out. Because I
1: love Nikolai. Mm-hmm. I did like him a lot as well.
0: As we've discussed, we like dark-haired boys. But Nikolai, mm-hmm. I like him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was. he's concerned. a blonde
0: boy, just in case you yeah. don't know.
1: <laughs> I was kind of uh, rooting for him over Mal. I, me
0: too, a little bit.
1: I kind of thought Mal but I was a bit of an ass. Yes. You know? Yeah. But I...
0: I, I don't know. Not that I didn't think Elena was good enough for Nikolai, but like, clearly she wasn't feeling it. Like, I feel like he would have, I feel like he could have grown feelings for her mm-hmm. where she just wasn't. I don't know. I just... I want Nikolai with somebody that he's going to have.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: A wonderful love story
1: with. I agree. I honestly think that Alina should have just been with the Darkling. Let's be honest. I I thought I was the only
0: one that, like, was kind of, like, a little okay with, like, the tension, you know? Like, there were... Obviously, he's a piece of poop. But... (laughs) (laughs) But maybe... You know, she could have brought out his good side and he could have yeah. brought out her bad side. I don't
1: know. Yeah. I also, sometimes I am just waiting for the like female main character to just fall into the arms of the villain and just become Embrace a it. villain. Yeah.
0: Give I would have I kind villain.
1: Of, kind of wanted to see it. But then yeah.
0: I, I, I was talking about it with somebody and they were like, it's just gross. Like, why would we think that that would be? That they would eat why is that even believable that they would be together? I'm like, yeah, it's so stupid.
1: (laughs) Because I secretly kind of wanted that. (laughs) Because no, no one is taken in by someone who's handsome and powerful and dark and brooding. That's never the attraction. Well, and
0: especially, I think it was was it the second book? They kind of had those like weird little connection moments. Yes. And she's torn and lonely and, you know, and they're both kind of like in this, like, painful place. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. It's been a while since I've read them, but.
1: It, I, yeah. I was.
0: I, re- I, I myself, in those moments, kind of got swept up in it and was like, oh yeah. yeah. And then I was like, oh, wait, I forgot. No, 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 no.
1: Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I, I mean. It was, it was sweeping me up a little. I feel like the, the Darkling would have swept me up and I would have just let him. <laughs> Is it the Ben Barnes of it all or even in the book? I mean, even in the book, when I was okay, reading it, just I making was like, sure
0: it wasn't it wasn't strictly because Ben <laughs> Barnes played it.
1: I mean, that did make it more real. Whenever I was like, "Oh, Ben Barnes is playing yeah. the Darkling," Shh. of course he is. It
0: just shows how bad the movie was that I didn't even like Ben Barnes being Dorian mm. Gray.
1: Oh, I know. I was like, I can't even enjoy you being Dorian Gray. This is awful. <laughs> On paper, that cast should have been. All-star, A-team cast mm-hmm. for that film. Yep. Colin Firth? Come on. The, the original Meister? Darcy? <laughs> I know. <sighs> that should have been, a like, a slam dunk. Yeah. And then it just simply... It, the writing was just not good.
0: And the, they twisted who the characters were.
1: Yeah. Whoever was in the writer's room when they were creating the Dorian Gray adaptation... You should be I mean, you should not be allowed near a writer's room. Unless ever. you've improved you need to show greatly you need in to your time away. <laughs> prove your repentance from that <laughs> atrocity. You did my man Lord Henry so dirty. Right. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and true. Yeah. Undeniable. Mm-hmm. Um I think I have actually just set my uh, myself a very lofty goal for 2024. <laughs> what is that? And that is to read the entire Cosmere by Brandon Sanderson, which is a lot
0: of books. I know. I was... I, I don't... It sounds wrong, but I was a little sad when I found out it was more than just those three books. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm really excited. And then I found out that there's like all these spinoffs, and then I got immediately Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait,
1: maybe I can't. (laughs) Yeah, I. But I really want to read. I know the uh, what is it, Mistborn? Mistborn, yeah. Yeah. I I read Mistborn, which is the original trilogy that started the Cosmere. Um, It's great. I, uh, I am a little daunted because it's like so many, more, like 12 books. Right. Which uh, we've done things like that before, but it just feels daunting. It feels very daunting, especially because I also want to finish reading Wheel of Time. Yeah. Which is 14 books.
0: See, that <laughs> one's a big one too that I'm like... Oh. I do I, I, another series before I forget. Um, Darker Shade of Magic, mm-hmm. I've heard is really good. I know, and I, it's like a trilogy, but then there's this new fourth one. But I don't know yeah. if it's like a spinoff or mm-hmm. if it's a continuation. I'm not right. fully sure how that works. But I've, I've, I have a very dear friend that has told me many a time that I need to give Darker Shade of Magic a read, and um, so yeah, be
1: Schwab. I, I hear We're coming for you. I I've been hearing a lot Not in about, a bad
0: way, just we want to read I want to yeah, read your book. <laughs> yeah.
1: Those are those are on my list. I look at those every single time I'm in Audible to use like my monthly credit. Yeah. And it will happen one day. Yeah. But that's my twenty twenty four goal. Nice. Is to read the Cosmere. Very cool. The whole thing. So I'm gonna reread Missborn first, obviously. Um I have a list of the optimal reading order, Yeah. which I don't usually do. Generally, my instinct is to read in publication order mm-hmm. because that's how it was released. Right. And I want to experience it the way that it was released. But we'll see if yeah. I go with the reading order suggested by Reddit mm-hmm. or if I will just read by publication date. I don't know. Nice. And it's funny
0: that like those things don't feel so daunting to me. But I it's probably because I did the Audible for them. Um, This is just like a random recommendation, I suppose. The Harley Merlin and Finch Merlin books. I believe they're YA probably. There's no no spice, but they get into a lot of culture, different cultural lores or just a lot of like fantasy, different kind of like. Powers, I don't know. I I found them to be such a fun listen that. But there's a <laughs> there's a buttload. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a ton. Uh, I can't even remember how many. But like like I said, you go from Harley Merlin. There's like a decent set of those, and then Finch Merlin, and then I there's a a third named person Merlin. I haven't even listened to those yet. But that was an enjoyable series with a lot of books. But like I said, it it was easy to listen to. Mm-hmm and i didn't feel like i i don't know it wasn't one of those things where like if you zone out for a minute you're like totally lost. yeah but yeah i don't i don't know why you know cuz you think about things that you have done and you're like oh i can do this but Yeah. i know it's got a complicated i know that um Mistborn has a complicated magic, magic system, system. Yeah. so i think maybe that's also what
1: yeah intimidates me
0: but i know yeah. you can do it
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's I, it's just a matter of actually getting it done right but yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna read the Cosmia this year i also i read the poppy war this year mm-hmm. and i need to finish the last i think there are three more i think it's a i think it's four books uh, either way, I read the first one. I really, really enjoyed it. It is a bummer, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I need to read the rest of them. Nice. But, um, yeah. I don't know what my favorite book outside of our, our most anticipated book releases mm-hmm. other than Crescent City. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't either. Yeah, I think whatever that's, we've already mentioned is yeah, that's it. That's it. Because we're focused on our list of books mm-hmm. that we're trying to yeah pod and chat about, you know. Yeah. So
1: because we've we also we've started we have multiple series going right now. We've got we've got to finish HP. We've got to finish Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. which. I think our first episode back in the new year is going to be Two Towers.
0: Yes, we did kind of swerve on you doing this episode, but we, Two Towers is still coming.
1: Yeah, so we're we're deep in in that. Um, We started the Akatar series, so we'll be continuing that at some point. I guess we should finish those three before we
0: start another
1: one, maybe. Yeah, we should probably. At least Lord,
0: I mean, we're so close to finishing Lord of the Rings, so we could get that one out of there and then that one. Throw a new one in or something. Yeah. It's hard to find standalone books these days. It
1: really especially whenever you're just drawn to fantasy.
0: Right. Which it like I said is a good and a bad thing. It you is. want more. Yeah. But but then there's always more. And there's right. so little time.
1: <laughs> there's so little time. Especially when you have to like um go to work. I know. What do you expect me to do all day? Can this be our job? Not, not right now it would be nice. It would be so nice. It would be so nice. <laughs> I feel like if you want arc readers, we would be really good ones. yeah, for any people out there writing a book right now. yeah. We'll tell you how it is. yeah. might not be very nice for me at least. I- I'll try I'll try and sugarcoat it a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to hurt your feelings. Maddie but. will
0: embolden me. I'm sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would. F- I have always like wondered what it would be like to get an art, like an ARC copy, yeah. and have to review it. Because I never want to like say I like a book that I didn't like. All I right. just i don't have it in me but but um, that's the whole point they want honest feedback honest feedback how honest do you want this feedback maybe just
0: be very honest but also kind about it yeah (laughs) not like this absolute dog turd don't shred it apart right yeah well so you there are some problems but i'm confident that you can fix them.
1: Here they are. <laughs> These are, this is my list of grievances. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you know what? A lot of people don't care about a lot of those things. Yeah. Especially, like, people who are strictly reading to, like, escape or whatever. Mm-hmm. They want a romance, maybe some spicy scenes, especially if they're in our age group. Mm-hmm. And a happy conclusion. Yeah. And they're satisfied. Yeah. Which is fair. I mean, if that... If you don't need anything else in a book, good. That's awesome. Makes your life so much easier, honestly. You know, like we said, you know, this world out here is rough.
0: So sometimes you do just need a...
1: Yeah. bit
0: of joy and a happy ending.
1: (laughs) Exactly. In the book kind. Right. Um. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I never I never want to shame someone for what they like to read. Yeah. I'm definitely not going to, like, actually shame someone in person for what they like to read. No, you're just but, simply going to say, that's
0: not my taste, but that, I, I'm excited for you that you yeah. enjoy that. In yeah. a non, like, condescending way. It's like, literally, I'm so happy that you enjoy yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: And aren't bothered and vexed by it like
1: I am. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> You know, the amount of minutes spent thinking about all of the plot holes in various books could be spent just reveling in the amazingness of another book. Right. It's just not the way my brain works, unfortunately. I know it. Damn it. (laughs) So, that's our wrap-up yes it is this is our wrap for the year Woo-hoo. last episode 2023 in the books yep it's been uh, a good year book wise yeah pod wise yes externally we'll leave that for you guys to decide right Oof. <laughs> um <laughs> any final thoughts on your end uh,
0: I've just I've thoroughly enjoyed this. And uh, like I said, it's pushed me to read more books than I probably would have on my own. Not because I didn't want to, but just sometimes I have a hard time mustering up the getting started on things. Yeah. yeah. So this has been really good for getting me to read more and then getting me to read things I wouldn't necessarily have picked up on my own or would have been too intimidated to start reading or whatever. So... And, of course, it's brought us closer together, and I've just really enjoyed the whole experience.
1: I agree. It's always nice to have someone who's reading the same thing you are at a a given moment. With equal um,
0: excitement or whatever, just equal, like, attitude about discussing it. Because some people, you can read the same thing. They don't really want to talk about it or, like, you know, dissect it. They're just like, yeah, I liked that. No, yeah. Or, you know. Yeah. It's... Not everybody wants to like talk it to death. <laughs> yeah, I
1: know. But some things I just want to talk about it. I know. <laughs> so I'm
0: glad that we like to talk about it
1: together. That's a that's something I've actually struggled with most of my life. Is very few people in my life read a lot and also want to have conversations at length about said
0: whatever yeah.
1: yeah i think jury is probably the only other person that reads and who i could have like hours and hours of conversation with about a said book but yeah. other than like you and tree are probably the only two yeah honestly
0: yes <laughs> i I think my friend Ashley would definitely, and we've talked about books before, but we also get distracted by a bunch of other things mm-hmm. <laughs> that we talk about that we we don't get to have, like, the in-depth, in-depth book talks. But we definitely, she's my other friend that I know she would if I <laughs> stayed on track.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It, yeah.
0: Or she'll, like, what will happen, too, is, like, we won't read things at the same time. Like, she'll have read it and recommended it to me or vice versa. And we'll do that with, like, TV shows and stuff, mm-hmm. too. So it's, like, we'll be equally excited but, like, kind of, like, at different times. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still it's still really good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. So overall, I mean, you know, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. We're rating our own pod here, folks. Hey. <laughs> If you can't hype yourself, how are how are you going to expect other people to hype you? You know what I mean? So true. And hyping myself is something I struggle with. <laughs>
0: but Same. I'm doing it today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm much more of a self-deprecator, but um, mm-hmm. not today, folks. Mm-hmm. So,
0: we've that's rated, it.
1: Yeah. We've rated ourselves.
0: You also can yep. rate us.
1: <laughs> you can. You absolutely can. Um So please do. Yeah. Five Uh, stars preferably. Five. That'd be great. Uh, If you want to send us your book recommendations of what you want to read in 2024, what you want us to read in 2024, you can DM us at those socials. You can send us an email.
0: Our book list does have gaps.
1: It does. Um, And
0: uh, we're always able and willing to swap things around, too. Nothing is chiseled in stone here
1: it's everything is constantly in motion so it's very fluid as far as schedule Mm -hmm. so we will fit in a rack yep if you want to send it um tunes artwork all a collaboration of our creatives yeah um one note i would say Spotify has been a little bitch recently.
0: Yeah, I don't know what your deal is, Spotify. We're not stealing tunes from anyone.
1: They flagged our episode on ACOTAR for music infringement. So I sent them an email, said, Yo, we composed and created all songs in this episode. Wholly original. I can show you the native files from GarageBand. Like, we created this shit. Mm -hmm. And then... I don't know. It was a couple days later. The episode was just back up. And I was like, all right. And then they did it again. So Final Girls, I still don't think is on Spotify. It's everywhere else. It's on Audible. It's on Apple Pods. I mean, I don't understand. Spotify get it together. Yeah. So I emailed them again, obviously. Right. And told them, hey, we already have this problem. I already gave you this explanation. Tell me uh, how you would like me to fix
0: this for the future, and then they yeah, don't
1: respond. Haven't responded. I'm
0: checking. I've checked like every day. So if it continues to happen, maybe we'll have a tunes change. But yeah, it's you, just it's
1: possible. You
0: know, maybe I we might have to refresh
1: the tunes. I don't yeah. know. So I mean, yeah, keep a lookout for that. It's I don't know. I don't know what it could be about it that is triggering that.
0: I don't know, especially because it's only the one app. Uh, right otherwise I'd say Grady Hendrix is coming
1: after us for <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah, it's just Spotify so I ha- I I don't know what it could possibly be because I literally on my computer was just like created all three of those songs. Yep. So yep. I, yes, Mad is our musical genius over I. Here. I just don't know how it could flag infringement. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. But Spotify. Yeah. Please. Knock it off. Yep. Right now, please. Yes, post haste. <laughs> um, so, uh, until next time, have an excellent end of the year. Yeah. And we'll see you in the new year. Uh-huh. And keep reading books. Read those books. Hey. <laughs> Bye. Bye.